This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Cowboys Podcast. Dallas Cowboys trying to rally from behind. It's Hill! Touchdown! Big opening for Tony Dorsett. Look out! He's got great speed. Dorsett down the sideline. Stays inbound. Can you believe that? That was a heck of a throw by Troy Aikman. Everyone had to do it. Someone had to call it. But the other guys had to make it go. It's Elliott. Elliott! For the touchdown, no flags, Cowboys lead. Des Bryant out of the witness protection program and, and trying for the end zone. How about them Cowboys? Touchdown, Dallas. Now your host, Jono, Steve-O, and Rodney. What the, the Cowboys? How about them Cowboys, my friends? Hey, Brian, great to have the show back, my man. We had... Uh, well, actually, we don't have Steve. We don't have Rodney. Both are on vacation, and uh, they will be back soon. I think we're working something out with Cliff Harris being on the show, and that's an old-time name, man. That I'll tell you what, him and Charlie Waters back there, that used to be a hell of a defensive back team. That was part of the doomsday defense. That was part of I mean, that, that, that was class back then. Uh, but you know what? We had a guy, I, I mean, I'm kicking back watching ESPN. And, uh, Brian, I tell you what, I seen C.J. Richardson, or Richardson, yeah, Richardson, he's kicking back, and he, he gets on he gets on the Stephen A. Uh, Smith show. All right, I don't know if it was Stephen A. Smith show, but I tell you what, man, it was so great seeing him. Uh, he had a cowboy banner in the background. He had a cowboy hat on, and uh, I, I got so pumped up because I'm seeing Stephen A. there, and he's getting more pissed by the – minute there because he's he's got a cowboy fan that's talking basketball and he can't stop thinking about why is this guy trolling me because he knows I hate the cowboys and it was one time that I was like nice nice now someone's taking him on in his own uh form there and we got CJ on and I you know what I told CJ I said Hey man, I gotta send you a Rick uh, Rico uh, Gathers jersey signed, and uh, he goes great. And I said, you got to be on my show too. And CJ, welcome <laughs> aboard. Hey, thank you guys for having me today. Hey, I'm a Cowboy fan, lifelong Cowboy lifelong. fan. How beautiful is that, man? You yeah. seen those days uh, in the '70s, and uh, I mean, uh, just that whole. We're America's team. When we ran out on the field, they used to hate us back. They still hate us now. But back then, Definitely. they ha- they held a little animosity, much more than they do now. That's right. Yeah, when we were at our winning ways, man, that's when we were really the most hated. You know, the last few 25 seasons where we haven't won a Super Bowl, you know, people thinking that we're um, coming down to the level of mediocrity, but we still are. America's team, we're the most talked about, and we're still the most hated. But we have the best fans in the world. Best fans. And you know what's funny about that, CJ? They'll bounce back. The uh, the rest of the NFL or rest of the fans, uh, fan base around the world will say, oh, you guys are, uh, uh, you guys are just uh, jumping on uh, type of fans. But you know what? For us to absorb this much and still be, uh, carry the Cowboy logo on us, I don't think uh, uh, we're, we're that type of fans at all. I think you have a nice, strong, loyal fan base here. 
I'm in 100% agreement with you. See, the thing is about the Cowboys, there is no alternative. It's either one or the other. You love us or oh, you yeah, hate yes. us. We're either going to be 16 and 0 or 0 and 16. But the talk of the town will always be the Dallas Cowboys, you know. And that, that's just the way it's been. And they say we've, we've been mediocre here lately, but we're still like the number one ranked um, team on the most valuable list. Our paraphernalia is number one in sales. We're the most talked about team. Every right. sports show has a Cowboys segment. Right, right on, right on. And would you say, CJ, uh, let's go to basketball and baseball. Who would you say is equivalent to that type? I, I would say in baseball it would pr- probably be the Yanks, wouldn't, wouldn't you say? Def- definitely, yeah. We're on the status with the Yankees, you know. You know, win, lose, or draw, you either hate them or you love them. You know, they've been right. powerhouses in the past. You know, they've had mediocre years. They're kind of like basically, yeah, Cowboys, Yankees, I'm, I'm in full agreement with you on that. And in basketball, should we use the word Lakers? That's what I was thinking as well. You know, greatness comes in those forms. When you think of greatness in sports, you know, the teams you either love or you hate, the three teams that you just said is exactly the way I'm thinking. Lakers, um, Cowboys, and Yankees. You either love those teams or you hate them. But one thing you will do, you will talk about this. And one more team in the NCAA, and I'm going to say – I don't like them at all. Matter of fact, I hate them. It's probably Notre Dame. I'm not a big Notre Dame fan, and they would be hey, the, they hey, would hey. be that one in the in in the collegiate world. You're absolutely right. You know because you know I'm growing up. That's the only name I heard: Notre Dame, Notre Dame. You know, in Miami, Florida, here a little bit, but Notre Dame was one of those programs. They weren't right. affiliated with any conferences, but every year they're just putting every, out um, right. all Americans. And winning championships and bowl games. Right, right. And uh, you were either a Kane back then, or you were a Notre Dame. You were an Irish fan, so you, you know. It, Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Pretty uh, much. So you, you you tell me that you're a lifetime uh, Cowboy fan. What years stands out with you the most? With me, you know, um, because of my age, of course. Um, I would probably say the year that. Um, we got Troy Aikman his first year. You know, he was a golden boy. And um, Man, he got like, abused. He's gonna come in and, and we got abused. So that's and – re- and the reason I point out that particular year is because if you are a true Cowboy fan, then you understand the, the progress that needs to happen, the growth that needs to happen to rebuild the team into championship form. There's going to be some lows before the highs. Everybody remembers the Super Bowl year, so I yeah. wouldn't pick one of those. You know, but you have to be one in 15 at the bottom, you know, and then you see exactly who your true fans are as well. But that's the year that sticks out to me, how we got Troy Aikman. You know, he was as much heralded coming out of college and he was going to be the savior. But his first year, we didn't. Who did we beat that year? CJ, what team did we beat that year? I know the team. I want to. I want to say the Washington Redskins. And you are right. It was the Washington Redskins. You want to know why? You want to know why I say the Washington Redskins? Because that's the most, oh, I hate the Washington Redskins. That is one of my my questions. Actually, folks, uh, CJ's got a site on uh, Facebook, and it is called – what is uh, is the name of that? Uh, It's called uh, I Hate the Washington Redskins. Is that it? 
that's the name of the site. We got to change that now, video. though, CJ. We got to change that up a little bit. Now, I, I got to tell you, we, we've been kind of beating up on them to where it's one-sided. I think it's the Philadelphia Eagles. There is some so, such a cold war going on right now with us in Philadelphia. They are they are upping their game now. They're bringing in some you, free agents. We are not. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, what the Eagles have done over the last, um, couple of years with the new coaching staff and the draft picks and the turnaround is nothing short of remarkable. Whether you like them, you hate them, whatever the case may be. Um, two years with the new coach, and they want they go to the Super Bowl. So it, it, it it's frustrating to me as a Cowboy fan, you know. But it just makes my want to win and my will to win. It just makes it even stronger, you know. So I'm ready for us to make some moves as well. And you might be right. I might have to go back in and um, change that name, but it's not going to be um, without I hate the Washington Redskins. I might just add Adam, the Adam on there. Adam on there. Add them on. Yeah, because I hate them all. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them all too, but they seem to be the ones right now that are saying we hate you and we're going to beat you. And we got we got to get our little we, we got to play them. We got to play uh, play our hand now and just go back at. I mean, last year when we beat them six to zero. At the last game, they're going to say, "Well, we didn't have anyone in." So yeah, yeah, You're right. yeah. You know, it, it's Philadelphia's right now stocking up, and uh, we gotta we gotta play with them. What do you? I'm, I'm going to switch it back up to the uh, history of the Cowboys here. Would you say the '90s Cowboys could take on possibly the New England Patriots dynasty now if they hooked up? Of course, I would. Yes. You know, of course, I'm going to support the Cowboys to say that anyway. But right. I actually think the dominance on the field, the Cowboys' 90s teams were as dominant as you'll find right. in any era of football. Our, our backups were starters, you know. We were complete <laughs> right. on both sides of the ball. You know, excellent coaching, the skill sets at each position. I mean, we were we were built at free agency. I'm going to tell you about free agency destroyed in my eyes football I'm just gonna say that's just my opinion you know I don't care about that level playing field I'm like the Yankees in baseball if you want them go get them right (laughs) you know right that free agency when it started you know you can't that hard cap the hard cap is what I really don't like the cap yeah the cap did us in that's Hmm. right it did us in that hard cap and you know and then that luxury tax and all that it just destroyed our team but the Cowboys of the 90s oh man you know and that, hooking that, up with I the Patriots, was, yeah, they didn't want it. We we would have beat them, you know. I you know? I totally we, we, agree. I totally agree because you know it's not like we didn't have no namers. Uh, the New England Patriots, they're they're built on two three uh, big time players, and everything else is a blue collar type of uh, players out there. But the Cowboys were every position of uh, our linebacking crew. We had Ken Norton Jr. On our uh, yeah. defensive line, we had the Haley's. On our DBs, we had the uh, uh, Dion back there as well, and uh, yeah. and Woodson. I mean, the, these were these were big time names on our defense. And I gotta say, it was free agency that opened the door for the Cowboys too. As soon as we signed the Dion's and the Charles Haley's, I tell you what, things kind of changed around. Things kind of changed it, around it, for us. Now, now, CJ, what the hell has happened to us? What the hell has happened to us since 
I'm going to say this, and I'll, I'll hear your opinion on it. I think when Jimmy Johnson was shown the door, I think we've never really recovered after that. And you would be correct. I'm, I've been thinking along those lines from day one. You know, we, we were not able to recover. And then who did we bring in? Uh, was it Barry Switzer? Barry Switzer. Right. And he won a Super Bowl, and he, he did the same thing I did. He just watched the games. Now, I'm not disrespecting um, Barry Switzer. You know, if your friend gives you a great job like that, you got to take it. But we had a team that was loaded and destined to win another Super Bowl anyway. In all fairness, in all fairness to Barry Switzer, though, he told you straight up, why would I throw a wrench in this machine? Why would I try to change things up? So I'm going to go along with the ride with Jono and CJ on this, too. Wherever it takes me, that's where it's going to take me. But he wasn't the future of the Dallas Cowboys. He just filled that's in. Correct. Just a, I mean, he was a jockey that was on Secretariat. Anyone could have won. Anyone could have won with that horse. Am I right? You're absolutely right. You're, right. you're correct. I mean, you're so, definitely correct. So I, I can't, I can't really jump against Barry on that too. I, I think the whole premises on this is Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones wanted to be the guy. And now we're still paying for that because he's got his family involved. And what, what it is more or less is, you know what, uh, they're, they're not picking up the guys that would be vital. Our DBs right now, they're all young DBs. You have to have one veteran DB back there guiding these kids. Would you Definitely. agree? I, I, I agree to that. And uh, I think um, the, the only problem I've really had with Jerry Jones throughout the years is his ability to step back and let the football people do the football thing. Right. You know, he's already got, I'm going to exaggerate, six or seven jobs in the front office. There's, you know, he's everything. He is Mr. He Haney. <laughs> he definitely is. So if you hire a coach, let him coach. You know, if you hire a GM, which is yourself, which is a problem, you know, you you got to bring in the talent to put on the field that the coach can coach. So if we're blaming the coaches, but you're the GM, we really can't blame anybody but you. I, I mean, honestly, even if we're bringing in coaches, it just seems like we're not bringing the impact people. Uh, when we're signing these fullbacks, when we're signing these uh, guys that played for Green Bay, and by the way, they were part of the practice team of the Dallas Cowboys, too, in 2015. These are not sexy plays that are going to put us over the top. Even your quarterback coach is our backup quarterback that we couldn't stand. I, 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 mean, I mean, they're not significant right. plays for us as fans and as uh, material out on the field as players on the field that we're going to say, wow, now now they're going to get some respect. They're going to stop this. It just seems like late in the fourth quarter you want some veteran players in there that can slow the pace down on defense and say we're going to stop them here. We're not getting these. Right, and I think um, part of that problem is the scouting of the football talent, okay? And then the personal decision-making from the decision-makers. Now, the Jones family, love, respect them, but we've made a lot of bad personnel decisions, mm. as you stated, as you stated. You know, we're, we're going with the flashy pick. We're going with the veteran who's a little bit 
over the edge. You know, when you're rebuilding the team, first you have to figure out where you are as a football team. You know, that's my personal standpoint. If you're young and you're rebuilding, okay, some of the positions you need to go ahead and say, okay, well, we, we're rebuilding. I don't need to pay this one particular veteran X amount of millions of dollars where I can get other players, you know. Sure up that offensive line. Give me some pass rushes to go with my quarterback and receivers. And then we're building from within. What we do is, oh, defensive tackles got cut. He's pretty good. Let's go get him. No matter what the needs of the team were, we just go get players by name. That's what we've done in the past. You right. know? And then the secondary, we totally like just neglected our secondary. And it's, it was neglected for years. We had um, big contracts, car, underperforming. You know what I'm saying? And we just let it go. We didn't, you know, there's a lot of things that we did in the front office that, you know, that we don't have money right now to sign some of those big names that could help us win right now. We don't have any money. Right. We're, right. we're, we're negotiating um, contracts as we speak to get cap room, you know? And I, I read somewhere we only had like $12,000 at one point, you know? That's, wow. That's, poor that that was poor management and that from the front i think this is part of uh what i was bringing up earlier a couple shows ago was you know i think jerry falls in love with these players as he did back i think he wants to uh have that recollection of when he signed the emmets for long term when he signed the michael irvins and and the troy aikmans you're not getting that caliber anymore and you can't no. you can't put your whole nest right on those guys uh, on these type of guys we have now. Now you know Romo. God bless his heart. I mean, the guy said, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna work with you guys, and uh, I'm gonna ha- make my salary appealing to what you guys got to do, and all that. And I'll just ride off in the sunset. But you've got people like Des now that are saying. Hey, you know what? That's my money. Why would I dig into my money, into my uh, weekly salary or uh, we- weekly paycheck to make things right for you? And, and you and you know what? He's right about it. I, I mean, you're we can't right. always depend on that. And why are people getting down on desk for that? You're right. Um, when I see um, our free agents, like the rookies, go off to, to the um, to their first um, contract after the rookie contract. The first thing I do is look at the contract, the structure of the contract, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, this, this guy's not going to um, perform up to this new contract. He had a great couple of years, but there's no way he can um, perform up to a contract. You go from making what, like Dak is making, what, 450000 500000 whatever. It's, it's pennies compared to the um, quarterbacks on the market. Don't quote me on the, the actual price, but it's pennies compared to starting quarterbacks in the NFL. We're getting him for a steal. But mm-hmm. his contract will be up too. So right then and there is a decision that needs to be made. Do we go forward with Dez? Do we let Dez, I mean, that go? But right there is where you have to say and look, take a good hard look at it, you know. And I hope he performs this year and he makes his money. But you have to make that decision right there because what that does, when you sign him, for which is going to be a boatload of money because the, um, the bell is being raised every day at the quarterback position, every free agency period, you're like Kirk Cousins getting $30 million a year, unheard of, fully guaranteed contract. So when we sign our next long-term quarterback contract, it's got to be spot on, you know, well, because I, we're going to be living. I mean, I mean, CJ, on that note, too, Demarcus Lawrence, 
he gets 13 sacks. I mean, it's 13 sacks. It's it's plenty, but is it worth an $18 million franchise tag on the guy? I don't think so. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of cash that we just paid for 13 sacks. And one year of productivity. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, right. just don't, I just don't know how you can do that. And the prices are going up, and the— and uh, and it seems like we're not having enough uh, out there. We're not we're not producing the players out there. Eighteen million for Demarcus Lawrence was a little too much for me. Uh, that uh, you know maybe I'm wrong, but uh, that's what I see. No, I don't. I don't think you're wrong. I just think um, the problem I have with the NFL in general is like the, when you collective bargain and all the things they do behind the scenes, and then they come up with the actual amounts of the franchise tags, you know, it's good for the players to get their money. But on the flip side, I'm not sure who's really winning because you as a player, you you as a player, okay, you get that big money for, and let's take um, Lawrence, for example. Oh, he'll get his um, franchise tag. He'll make the 17, $18 million a year this year. Okay. Mm -hmm. But say if he gets injured or doesn't perform, Next year, you know what he's going to get? He's going to get cut. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. And he's going somewhere else. And then you know what we're going to get? $18 million loss that we bet on a guy, even though it was for one year, but we could have done something else with the money. So I don't know if that helps the team or the player. Right. You know? Right. I mean, you know, because cutting a fullback to get another fullback, and to me that's not – and we're all over the social media. You're seeing the Cowboy fans upset with what's going on. We're not seeing anything productive here. I just don't see our defense getting better, our DBs. Now, I didn't mind Skandrick leaving. I didn't like Skandrick back there. He constantly got hurt. And you know what? He got abused a lot back there too. But, you know, we should have brought in – one DB and the one free safety that pops up so much in all the Cowboy fans right now is that uh, Thomas uh, kid uh, in Seattle. He came to us after the game and he said, I want to play for you. And that to me was like, wow, that's the guy I want and he can damn play too. You're absolutely right. And I think it's still maybe on the table, but what's the price? You know, and most of these NFL teams, that's what they do. They sit back and wait for the market to be set, and then they can say, hey, you can have them, but you're going to pay, et cetera. So it's a, it's a catch-22. We can get them, but it's the price too high. They want a first round and a third for them, you know. So I don't really know if that's something that we're going to do, you know, but at this point we haven't done anything. So sometimes I just make a move. I just want them to do something. Oh, you don't so want another fullback? I can't get another fullback. And going back to the fullback, um, as I read, I think it was only a few hundred thousand dollars difference in him staying or going. And there wasn't that much money involved. He only signed a, with like a $2.2 million contract. I mean, it it wasn't that big of a contract that he signed with the Raiders. No, I think we offered him something and they said that, um, the contract we offered him, we didn't think anybody would beat, but that's a whole different topic because John Gruden, my my theory, before he even went into um going back to coaching, he already knew he was going back to coaching. He knew he was going to the Raiders. He was tampering. He had access to all the players. And he came in and he's swooping players up left and right. The Raiders made a lot of impact 
in free agency. Wow. Wow. You know, so. Well, two years ago when we had Romo, Romo left and uh, Dak took over, and uh, he won our hearts. I mean, he looked like the QB this last season. I mean, we did see a different decline in uh, the passes. They they weren't crisp passes. They were short passes. He didn't go down the field as much. And I, I get it. We had offensive line that was banged up too. Uh, but, you know, uh, how many times – is this the year of his contract year really? Are we going to focus in on this year being the year that he makes a statement, or you know what, he may have just been an average quarterback. Well, when it comes to Dak Prescott, the first thing I want to do is go back to his rookie year. Okay, Romo gets hurt. Insert Dak. Okay, we overachieved. No matter what you guys want to say, nobody what anybody wants to say, we overachieved. We won mm. four or five um, close ball games that could have went either way. So we were thirteen and three. But at the drop of a dime, we could have easily been nine and seven. You know, if you look into that, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. We won a lot of close ball games that year as well, but we found a way to win those games. Okay, then we fast forward this year. Okay, before the season even starts, two things you can always count on: distractions, distractions. We got the Zeke case going on for two years. I blame the NFL on that because you got to make. That's my next question. Yeah. Okay, so we need to know about that beforehand. But now we got a backfield, and I'm not hating on the backfield that we had, you know. But the guy that we picked up from the Redskins, he was not a starting running back. He was a compliment to Zeke. That's what he was. That's right. what we brought him in for. He was never brought in to carry the load, you yeah, know. Morris. And his average per carry, yeah, more. His average per carry was okay, but his game. When you look at the complete game, he left a lot of yards on the field. Okay, so we didn't really have a run, running game. We had a changeover in the offensive line. Theirs wasn't getting separation. And our other receivers, which nobody really talked about, never showed up. So we had a subpar 9-7 season. And then being the quarterback, all this attention is on the quarterback. And sure, Dak missed a lot of throws. He was inconsistent, and people blamed him. But what I think it was a culmination of everything, I think if we get back to it, this is going to be his third year. This is make or break, and everybody knows that. So I never really get too high or too low on a player. I let their actions speak for themselves. You know what I'm saying? So but you are saying, the- you are saying then this, is, uh, this third year is very, very pivotal in his uh, QB and for the Cowboys then? Definitely, and I think everybody knows that. I mean, he has to show up and perform this year. This is the third year. So it can't be um, great rookie year, digress second year, and even get worse the third year. That can't be, can't be a steady decline. That doesn't work in the NFL. You know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, especially, and especially with the Dallas Cowboys. So he needs to take two major steps forward and show me as well as you and the rest of the Cowboy Nation that, hey, I'm a solid starter, and I'm going to be here for the next 10 years leading you guys to playoffs and potential Super Bowl. That's what I'm looking for. Right, right. Well, here's that question. Here's that question that you were just uh, talking about that I'm going to bring up. I mean, no catch, 
They said it was a no catch. They said uh, Zeke, uh, they suspended Zeke. I mean, am I seeing something here? Is there something that they want with the star? Why does Goodell go after I mean, you got Beckham right now that they're showing uh, the, uh, the the gal with the cocaine and all this. If this cat was a cowboy, I guarantee you it would be talked about like uh, Donald Trump right now. You're absolutely right. And I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, I'm not sure what's going on, but if you got a star on your helmet, you are held to a higher standard and a different set of rules. Unbelievable. You know, it seems every year we had the, um, the Giants punter, domestic violence, didn't even get suspended. Had to, yeah. had to go through a lot of drama all of a sudden, one game. Then you get Zeke allegations, you know, they got to go. You know, so I'm not sure what's going on, but it seems to me that there's something going on with the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know if Roger Goodell and Jerry Jones have a few that's deeper than any of us know know about, but it seems like we always get the stiff penalty and the short end of the stick. I mean, CJ, there was an NFL investigator. She, the inve- uh, the investigator, said. I can't find anything. You know what they do? They get rid of her. They got rid of her. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I, I mean, what are you, what's your point? Why don't you just got, give the guy the six games from the get-go and knock all this BS out? I mean, th- that's, where, that's what you wanted to do. You destroyed our season. And I'm saying that. You destroyed our season. And the year before, you, you called that a no-catch? It was a catch, and now you're changing the rules because of some Pittsburgh Steeler guy? I mean, come on. It it's just yeah, that, throws me off. That's a black guy on football and NFL in general. I mean, like, everybody in the world knew it was a catch except for the people making the decision, you know? I just you didn't want to change me. Yeah, you didn't want to change the rule when the the whole entire nation seen it. The, the Cowboys stood up and said that was wrong. When the Pittsburgh Steeler player does it, next thing, oh, we're gonna have to change this. This isn't right. Yeah, we got we got we got to change the rule. Yeah, this is not working. Yeah. You know, it happened to somebody other than the Cowboys. Let's um change it, the rule. It, yeah, it's embarrassing. It, it is. And why is it? Because we went to Green Bay and we almost uh, beat the trophy's name uh, team? I mean, come on. That's true. That's is is that the, it? Um, I think the major issue that I really have with the NFL is with the NFL PA. Because when, when you're collectively Agreed. bargaining, some of the things that you agree to, now we want to complain about. So – I see it from both sides as a fan, but then when you say that you guys agreed to it, you know, it's kind of like you want to slap yourself first and be like, why did you agree to this? But now you want to complain about it. So when you step back, we know what's right and we know what's wrong, but at the end of the day, you agreed to it. Right, right. Marcus, whatever his name is, oh, man, what are you doing? Right, right. I... It, 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 it's it's just bewildering to me that you see the NFL players, the NFL players should be on this, uh, this entire Zeke thing and saying, hey, you know what, if this happened to Zeke, this could happen to us as well. But you didn't even see 
the loyalty, the unity of the players saying, uh, getting together and saying this is wrong. You've seen the players' union saying it, but the players themselves should have said, hey, you know what? This is wrong. This, if you're doing this to this man, what can you do to me in the future? So I don't I know. Personally, I personally think that the Players Association and the representation does not represent the thoughts and complete ideas of the players. That's just my personal opinion. You know, we got people making decisions for the entire league, but I don't think everybody's in agreement. You know what I'm saying? I so like, agree. Some of the things that some of the things that happen, I know the majority of the players, if they had access, I don't know how they vote on this stuff or whatever. Does your representative come back to the team or whatever they do? But I know some of the things that they agree on, I know that everybody's not in accordance with that. But I do know the bottom line is, for some of the players is, you're not stopping my paycheck this week, you know? Because they'd rather play through a little bit of adversity and settle other than take a strike and um, miss paychecks, you know? No, yeah, I agree. I, I just, yeah, I agree. so... Well, I tell you, it's it's definitely going to be interesting. And uh, like I said earlier, the Eagles are loading up. They're picking up. We are. What are we banking on? Are we banking on this draft to save our day? I mean, what, what, we have to do something. And it, it just seems to me that the Cowboys are looking at this draft like this is our m missing piece. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm not I seeing it. The only thing that comes to mind to me is the Cowboys are on the wait and see right now, and they're going to leverage some of those draft picks and maybe a player on the team, and they're going to make a trade, a shocker trade, because that's the only thing it'll, it'll take right now. It'll be a shocker anyway before the season starts. I just see something big happening. I just don't know what it is. And, you know, I think we're, re we're restructuring contracts to get a little bit of cap room, but I see us making a wow move we have to i mean it's just no other way we cannot just sit back let this whole offseason go by use those draft picks and think we're going to be competitive while everybody else is getting better i can't see that happening so i'm expecting a big move if if it doesn't happen if the big move doesn't happen do we start comparing ourselves to possibly now, I'm just throwing this at, at you here, CJ, and the fans out there. <laughs> I, All right, I got, I I got a thinking. You know, we look at Wrigley Field, we look at baseball, we look at the Chicago Cubs filling that stadium in for the last 40, 50, 60 years, 70 years. They still sell the tickets out, and by the way, they weren't winning. They didn't care about winning. But why would they? Because they're still selling out the stadium. There's still people showing up. Why Why would I do anything to change it? I Are we getting into this format if things don't happen in this draft or free agent or something like that? Are we looking at this like maybe, just maybe our ownership, just happy to have the seats filled and looking at all this modern, beautiful art in the stadium? I mean, come on. Something's got to give. I can tell you this, you know. It's definitely a conversation that will need to be had, you know, because it just, just it doesn't make sense, you know. If, if we don't do something to get better and we're settling for mediocr mediocrity, 
is that's definitely. But you're still selling. Comparison. You're still selling the merchandise. No, no, you're still me, spilling those me, seats. Don't get me wrong. We know that the seats are going to sell out. We know that the fans are going to show up. We have the best fans in the world. But the conversation that you're talking about is definitely a conversation that's going to need to be had. You know, and we're definitely on that realm. It's been 25 years since we won a Super Bowl. This will be year 26. So the comparison is there. The, the comments are fair, and I think they will need to be addressed. Yeah, and and you know what, CJ? Whenever you bring it up to the social media that, hey, you know, this and that's happening, and why don't we wake up? And then they'll he'll they'll he'll have his sheep fans. DC DC4L for life or or whatever and, and I I'm I dig that so are we so is CJ but we're wondering when does this change am I going to see one more Super Bowl just going to a Super Bowl before I die that's what I like to see I mean am I asking too much I don't think so No you're not asking too much and the one thing um that I've gotten, you know, because I try to talk to a lot of Cowboy fans all over the country as well. I post a lot of material on my page. Um, and we're all diehard Cowboy fans. We all love the Cowboys, but we all think differently as well. So what I've done is I've learned to respect other people's opinion and just ask that they respect mine. So exactly what you're saying, hey, I respect that um, opinion from you. And I agree that um, – that conversation needs to be happened. But you do have the far left cowboy fans that don't want to hear that. No. They don't want to hear it. You <laughs> no. know, you better not to say it. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> right. I feel exactly what you're saying. I do understand what you're saying. And uh okay, so we go into this draft. What position? What what's the number one position? Now I I've heard of Mel uh Kiefer and all his predictions and all, all these uh uh just Star Trek type of crazy people coming up with uh, naming every player that's going to what team. What would you say? Who who would we need at what position? Well, right now we're at pick number 18. Okay. We haven't made any moves. You cannot tell me, C.J. Richardson, that the Cowboys are just going to sit still at pick 18 and not leverage when we got eight, nine, ten picks. And mm-hmm. move up in the draft to either get a lineman or a receiver. I know everybody's saying linebacker, but I still think we're going to address that offensive line or get a, another receiver because of Dez Bryant. That's just me, you know. And we have so many. We have, we could go any number of ways, you know. I think lineman or receiver. Some people are saying linebacker or safety. So it's all depending on which area of the game you love the most you know yeah we got (laughs) yeah cj i i was thinking uh, we need a db back there and uh, you know we ventured off to get dbs in the first round that i i I don't think they've ever panned out really haven't i mean but um, that's why i didn't that's why i didn't say db because they don't pan out you know the linebacker from virginia tech is actually my top choice who i'd like to get but i don't think he's going to be available well, here's the deal on that. We just re-signed uh, our other linebacker, though, didn't we? We you know, Hitchens. So now we've had we have Hitchens back there. We got Sean Lee, and we got Jalen Smith. So I don't know. If, I thought Hitchens. You sure we signed Hitchens? Yeah, we 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 did sign re uh, we did re-sign him though. It was like a couple of days ago, wasn't it? 
Maybe yeah, I just heard I it know. through some uh, social site uh, that we got him. I don't know. But uh, that's what I heard. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Would, would we still go after a linebacker if we did sign Hitchens back and uh, uh, Jalen Smith, uh, we got him, and we got Sean Lee back there too. And Dur what's his name? Uh, who did we uh, – who's our fourth uh, – I thought Hitchens signed with Kansas City or somebody. Did he sign with Kansas City? Because I, I two days say, ago I, I seen say. a big uh, astronomical number that they had on Hitchens as staying with the Cowboys. But he, if you're saying he left, I haven't checked yet last night or anything. Yeah, I'm not. I think I want to say he did. You know. Okay. Well, but, if um, you're saying yeah. that, then uh, leaves the door wide open then for a, a linebacker. I would go with that guy. I seen that Virginia Tech player too. He he can hit. Yes, Hitchens signed with um Kansas City. Remember? Okay, Kansas City. It is then. That's yeah, uh. Yeah. So that's why that's why I said Edwards. That's why we signed the other linebacker the other day. You know, from um Green Bay. Okay. As well. Yeah. So. That's right. one of the areas we need to um and, and he to get was better at. He was a backup to our scouting team in 2015. Now we've glorified him because he had a, a Green Bay helmet on. So well, the Oakland Raiders fullback was on our practice squad as well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> uh, we find him, don't we? Yeah, we do. You know. Yeah, it's it's. So I'm I, telling you, it's not like the. 90s whenever we brought in Charles Haley and it just it was a dynamic we we brought in Deion Sanders it was dynamic now we don't we don't have that we don't we're getting all these practice squad players back and I don't know I I, I don't know if I should kick back and open up a bottle of champagne or open up a bottle of night train because I I'm not I'm not seeing any of this happening that's going to be really big time for us Nothing so far has um, caught my attention, you know, and I've totally been in wait and see mode. You know, I didn't want to be too judgmental. I just had my, you know, my eyes open, my ears open. And at, to this point, I don't see where we've improved the team any this yeah. offseason thus far. You know, that's just my, my statement. I'm going to stand by it. Let me ask you this, too. We have a tight end. And God bless him, he's done everything he's supposed to do, okay? I, I'm not I, – I don't want people to say that I'm ripping on Witten at all. But you know what? I got Rico Gathers here, who's a monster, who's a monster, just can't wait to get out there. And, and you know, we've had problems like – we've had some nice uh, tight ends before, and they had to leave because uh, Witten was back there. Witten's there. He's our, he's our starter, but – I don't want to get in that mode and lose this guy here because I really think Rico Gathers can play and he's outstanding. He's a physical. He can. I I see him a lot like Gankowski there of uh, the the Patriots. Uh, he's that type of player to me. Right. But here's the deal, and this is the C.J. Richardson deal with um, Jason Wick. Hey, Cowboy for life, you know. And it's rare that you get to go out on your own terms. You know, if there's ever a player that I would say, hey, maybe he played a year too long. Maybe we paid him a little too much. Mm -hmm. Maybe he stayed around a little bit too long. It's Jason Witten. You know, he's earned that from me anyway. He's earned it. Now, as far as on the, the field, sure, this late in the season, he has declined some. But his biggest presence on that young team is in the locker room. 
you know. Now, he's still a wily veteran on the field, but we need his leadership because to this point, name another leader on the team that you really can count on. Yeah. That's been our biggest yeah. problem. No, you're you know, we right. We don't have any leaders. We have to have guys, you know, a little bit past their prime or a little, or guys that not putting out as much as they used to. You know, Dan Bryant is going to be on the team because we can't find anybody to replace him with, with a reasonable price. I'm just, you know, the business side is dictating who's going to play and who's not going to play. But um, Jason Witten has to be a cowboy because we don't really have many other leaders on the team. No, I get that. I get that. And I, I'm 100% behind you. I'm just looking at I don't want to – I, I just don't want this kid oh, maybe like a year or two say, you know what, I didn't get a playing time I deserved. I want out of here. I he think this is our future. And he's coming. I think this year he's going to come in. He's going to get more reps. You know, we we like that double tight end set anyway, you know. And I think we're going to use him to his strengths, you know what I'm saying. So, I, and I'm, he's, he had to learn the game. He's a basketball player. You know, mm-hmm. so this is his year too. I think this will, this will be his year. You know, it, that he'll be able to step up, get more reps. He was injured as well. You know, and some say we don't know the degree of the injury because he was put on the IR or whatever the case may be. But I think this year he's gonna come back, chip on his shoulder. He's gonna get more reps, get more snaps. He's gonna make a lot of big plays for us. And going forward, he could be the guy. That's just my opinion. I think that's what's gonna happen. Well, you know what, CJ? We've had. I, I'm gonna say that's been. My biggest position as a Cowboy fan watching throughout years, even from the 70s, I mean, i seen Billy Joe Dupree. i I seen uh-huh. the Saldis. Uh, was it Saudi or Saudi? S-A-L-D-I, I think his name. Uh, then we've seen Jay Novacek. We see, I mean, we've had rich, rich tight ends. I mean, it's it's a team that's always had a strong tight end. And I think in the future, too, we're looking pretty good with this gathers taking over the helm here from Witten. Yeah, we'll see. Stay injury-free, you know. Well, but, um, yeah. What do, you, what do you see here as our uh, future here? What uh, I mean, this coming year, are, are you kind of looking at things uh, real positively? Are you looking at things, can we, can we overthrow these Eagles? I mean, they've made a statement, and now they're – brassing up more they're getting uh galvanized more to bring it in some free agents in here i mean what what do you every see here year, every year here and, and i gotta explain it to you so i hope don't nobody jump the gun when i say what i'm about to say it's all you every year i every year when i go into a cowboy football season it's super bowl or bust okay that's just my i say that but now real expectations um, that I have on the team this year, I expect growth. The Cowboys traditionally have been better as the underdog. I like it when everybody counts us out. They say what we won't do. We seem that we'll we'll step up to the plate. Um, I see a young team getting better. You know, um, some of our younger players have more on-field experience. I think that's going to pay off for us this year. We're going to get that offensive line in sync. You know, because when we lost those two offensive linemen and we had um, Tyron injured for part right. of the year, no Zeke right. back there, you know, we had, um, um, what's his name, the other wide receiver on the up, Terrence Williams, was a no-show. Um, we didn't get as much from our slot receivers across the middle. I think this is the year where we go back to the basics. We we, we do more 
I mean, people get upset when you say a Dak-friendly offense, but we got to use the guy's strength. He's not a pocket passer, you know, and people don't understand, but he's still been 60-plus percent of his passes um, all of his years thus far, which is pretty good, but we still haven't put him in a position to maximize his talent and succeed. I think we're going to do more of that this year because everybody is being looked at this year. There's no way that you can tell me that Jerry Jones is like, hey, this is going to continue to happen. So I think we're going to get more output from everybody, and I think that um, our game planning and um, our halftime adjustments, which is something a lot of people don't talk about. We go into halftime. We had a few games, three or four last year. We were leading at halftime. Came yeah. out later egg in the second half. You know, the Rams come to mind. Seattle comes to mind. Um, there's a couple other games. But we, we have to make better adjustments. We have to finish you know, it. Second, yeah, we have to we finish have to it. Finish it. We have to finish it. And not get stagnant on offense. You know, try to um, – I can tell you when we go double tight where we're going with the ball anyway. Beautiful. I tell you what, when uh Tyron Smith uh when he felt the aches, I I seen our quarterback uh he was running around like a chicken without a head sometimes. And uh it it's amazing that one person can dictate that much uh on the on the offensive line because I Chaz Green and uh that Cooper guy, they they just they made that Atlanta Falcon uh, down lineman, that defensive lineman, look like a, a Derek Thomas. He had what seven yeah. sacks or something in a one game against us. That was embarrassing. He, he exactly, but the offensive coordinator, he, I would have left him in Atlanta. I'm just being honest. You know, you don't you don't get any help over there. You don't chip. You don't run at a free guy like that. That's an automatic hole. You know, but the thing is, we didn't do anything to say okay. This guy is losing this battle. What can we do to offset that? Right. We didn't do any swings, any swings out the backfield. Nothing. Nothing. We didn't roll. We didn't roll back <laughs> to the other side. We just left him in that pocket. And yeah. He got killed. It, it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing to watch. I mean, once bitten, twice shy, and it, it happened one after another after another. And you're just looking at your buddy sitting down watching the game, going, "What the hell is going on here? Why can't we stop this guy?" You want me to dress up? I'll go the in there Bowl. too. I'll help out. He made the Pro Bowl off of our game. <laughs> he did. Yeah. What did he finish off with? Like 10, 11 sacks? He had seven in that one damn game. <laughs> exactly. Unbelievable. Yeah, but was, but you, unbelievable. you know who I think is going to make a statement this year on defense? And I want my fans out there. I want the Cowboys podcast people to listen on this one. I think it's Taco Charlton. I'm telling you, the guy started coming around towards the end of the season. He adapted. And this is the guy I'm expecting to have a real big season here. Seven, eight sacks at least out of this guy. Hey, that's what I'm expecting as well. When we pick you that high in the draft, you know, your rookie year, you can be a little shaky because um, playing defensive end as a rookie, you know, and he they say we got him a little too early anyway. He didn't really live up to the billing. Then he came off the bench, so his ego was bent up a little bit. But as the year went on last year, oh, man, he did. Yeah, he was he under the radar, on. wasn't he, CJ? It, no he one, no he, one was watching was. him anymore. They were looking at uh, Lawrence and uh, seeing what Lawrence is doing. And, bingo, you're seeing Taco get in there, and he was making a sack here. He was putting good pressure on there. Sometimes not making the sack is just as – 
um, big to me, putting pressure and getting him out of that pocket and making him hurry that pass up is much as valuable as making a sack. So when you got that type of pressure, it's all good. Definitely. Definitely. So you got a site, CJ, our fans out there, uh, it's called – I. I, I think it's uh, – we, we may change it around now. I hate the Washington Redskins with C.J. Richardson. I want you guys to hit a big like on this page. I think uh, he's going to start adding Philadelphia Eagles to this page too because uh, they are exactly. they have become a little thorn in our uh, in our foot there. But we're, we're, we're going to fight through this. We, we've seen some bad I also, years. I also have um, an all-Cowboys group. We got about 1,000 people in there. It's a great group of people. It's called Cowboy Corner, CJTV. You know, Cowboy. and um, we've been ha- we have some great conversation in there. You can go check it out right now. The page is loaded. You know, there's a lot of cowboy love in there. We have a great time every day. And know? that's called so Cowboy that's Corner. Thing. It's called cow. It's called Cowboy Corner, CJTV. You know, CJ-TV. and it's a great page. Um, we have a lot of fun in there. A lot of great loyal diehard. Respectful. I want to say that. Respectful. respectful. Right. We, we, we don't we don't um infight among each other. You know, we have rules. You know, we can debate, we can debate and we can debate, but we show love and respect for the stars. The smoke so we clears. don't disrespect each other. Yes, sir. That's right. Yes, sir. I, and you know what? Right now, what we're going through, we don't have anybody else. It's it doesn't seem like the NFL likes us. We're still gonna hang in there. We're still gonna do our behalf of cheering on the star and you know what Stephen A. Smith did he talk to you at all afterwards or anything like that that was so cool folks uh, seeing our guy here what with happened, the banner what happened on the Stephen A. Smith first take is um before you go on one-on-one with him you queued up with him so it's, it's like a FaceTime call, and they queue you up and put you on the screen with them. Uh-huh. So uh, the first thing I heard was it was like Stephen A. Smith. He was like, um, is CJ here? So I'm like, yeah, I'm here. He was like, can I see him? And then the guy <laughs> put the contact through so he could see me. So the first thing he saw when the, when the video feed came through, he saw my Dallas Cowboy background, and he saw my Dallas Cowboy bow tie. He was like, you got to be kidding me. You know what I'm saying? He was like, you just came here to aggravate me today. So what I told him was, I was like, no, I came to debate with you today about the topic, but I wanted you to know that I was a Cowboy fan, you know, and uh, we, we're watching you, and uh, as much as you hate us, we hate you even more, you know. Oh, and then man. he started laughing, and we went, you know, we talked about 35, 40 minutes or whatever the case may be. And then um, once we um, went on screen, here's the, here's the deal. He was real nice before the camera came on <laughs> okay but as soon as they said you guys are going live five four three two one he ripped me apart <laughs> no did. no you yeah. did it I, i'm telling you you held your own really well even uh I, e- even that uh announcer said you, you did great so yeah we I, thought I you did, we saying, thought you did great thank you but from my perspective he flipped the switch you know, from, hey, CJ, how's the family? How's everybody doing? You know what I'm saying? Yada, yeah. yada, yada, casual, chopping it up. Three, yeah. two, one. <laughs> get this guy out of my face. We got to get out of here quick because I don't like what he's wearing. Yeah. We're in the TV mode is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? When he went through that, you were laughing your butt off, too. You you knew that uh, he just put on some war paint all of a sudden. 
Yeah, he good. changed right before my eyes. That's why I was <laughs> laughing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this guy is a character. You know, nobody knew why I was really laughing, but I was laughing because he changed up just that quick. <laughs> well, I tell you what, millions abroad were like so happy. They seen that as a cowboy fan. I was like, damn right, that was beautiful. That was beautiful, and and we were watching it on. Uh, on uh, the Cowboys podcast here with the guys, uh, and it was like this is this is beautiful. We got a guy that's standing up to him, and uh, he hates us. I don't know what the hell we've ever done to him, but he can't stand the Cowboys. <laughs> but in any case, uh, it's great. And hey, CJ, you got to come back on the show, man. Well, I'd love to have oh, you back on. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, anytime, beautiful, and maybe. We- Right after the draft, we could get back together again, and I'll have the crew with me too, and we could talk about who we picked up and all that stuff too. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. That that would be awesome. All right. Thank you so much, CJ. And i tell you what, uh, when I get done right here, I'm going to get your address and everything too, and I, oh, yeah. I got that jersey coming your way, brother. Thank oh, you so much. Fine, man. Hey, hey, no, I want to thank you guys and keep up the great work. Um, I listen to the podcast as well, so, you know, I listen to anything about the Cowboys. If I can get my hands on it, I'm listening. So I enjoy you guys' show as well. So keep well, up the good work. Well, you know, our work here is uh, we're mostly like we're the fans. We're a fan-based show. Well, it, it's like, it's like uh, it, you'll have another Cowboy show. They're on the Cowboy premises. They're they're like uh, being monitored. It's like uh, uh, it's like uh, the Communist Party in uh, in Russia. They're they're being monitored. What they say. Us, you know what? We're saying to you right now, Mr. Jones and the family, we need to make some moves here. We need to get on the right track because us Cowboy fans were very disappointed so far with everything that was out there, and you didn't give anything. There was no nice big present under that Christmas tree for us. And uh, and yeah. we, we let you know about it too. And so. that's the way to be, you know. True fans speak up. We speak out, you know what I'm saying? We, we we love our Cowboys, but we're not afraid to say, hey, this is what's on our mind. You know, we spend our hard-earned dollars. I know I go to four or five games a year. I travel with them. We take over stadiums. So we just got to get back to the winning wave. That's what we want. Anything else, anything less is not acceptable. Amen, brother. When you're wearing that star, there's got to be some repercussions when you lose. That That's all. I don't care if we haven't that's- made the – playoffs in this many years or the Super Bowl, it doesn't matter. Everyone's gunning for you. They don't like you. We got to stick together. We got to circle that. We got to make a circle out of that uh, train there, and we got to keep everything together because, you know what, we got to make things happen again. I love to see a Super Bowl one more time. We're coming back. Yes, sir. I know we are. You know, I know we are. All right, CJ, thank you so much, man, and uh, take care. And that's our show for today, my friends. Uh, Hey, and we'll get things going again. Uh, I know we've been on a downtime. Uh, We've been out of the office. We've done a lot of uh, vacationing and all that, but things are going to start picking up again. We appreciate all the love, and we're going to get more people on too. I think next week we're trying to get uh, Cliff Harris on the show. So, hey, you remember Cliff Harris, don't you? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I do. If you're a Cowboy fan, you should know <laughs> yes, who he sir. is well. Yes, sir. All right, my friends, from CJ, Jono, Steve-O's not here, Rodney's not here, but I'm saying to you right now, from Cowboy Nation, we love you. Stay tuned. We'll catch you next time.
Tune in next week for another edition of the Cowboys Podcast on lineupmedia.fm. Subscribe to the show now at cowboyspodcast.com on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and all major podcast outlets. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.